Andre Weston here, 2016 West Coast South graduate, former Ohio State basketball standout. Um, so as we're we going to get right into it, bro. So as we all know, y'all won states in 2016. So how was that feeling like? And uh, what made you different from the players in our class? Because in my opinion, bro, uh, this might sound a little biased, but our class was the ta most talented in the last decade from top to bottom. We had some killers. So what made you like stand out more from other great players? Because everybody was great in our class. Somebody had a something special about their game. So when y'all won states and what made you what, what stood out within your game? Uh I mean first I just wanna say thanks for having me on here, bro. I mean what you do on this podcast and everything, it's it's good. I mean, all the mental health stuff you talk about, all the different mm -hmm. like it's real good what you're doing. But yeah, like you said, I mean that was a tough class. That was a tough ass class. I mean, yeah. damn near top ten players in the in our state went high major D one. Like that's unheard of, especially as of late. But yeah, I'd probably say the biggest thing is just the work that I put in. Just like the daily work. I mean, obviously at first I was I was nowhere near top ten. I wasn't even top fifteen. Right. But in that daily work and that daily grind, just wasn't it? I mean. I think that just put me over the top and kind of in that mix to where I was able to go to Ohio States and win state championships. Obviously, the team that was great. I mean, the team that would be one state, state championship on, obviously me, Caleb, Jordan, Ennis. Yeah, all, yeah, all was killers. Bench, too. Like, we were deep. So, I mean, just that and all of our dedication and work, I mean, just put it all together. We got what we got. Yeah. So wait. So I, I heard from I heard from a couple of people that you, did you have the O State offer before the the, the game, the state championship game? Or did uh, they they offer you it, until uh, after, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been talking to them before the playoffs even started, really. And Coach Dickerson and Coach Mata, they were saying like, I mean, obviously we like you a lot, and we don't want to really continue things. Just focus on the playoffs and everything. So the playoffs just played out and everything. And, I mean, we ended up winning it in about a week or two. A couple of days later, I ended up getting the Ohio State offer. So, it's crazy okay. how it yeah. Right, right, right. Fact. So, who, who else offered you at the time? Who else were you looking at? Was it just, was you just waiting on that Ohio State offer? Or who else that you had in mind that you might have won? So, the crazy thing is, going into my senior year, I already wanted to have my decision done. So, I could just focus playing and everything and not really just have that in the background. So, I mean, at the start, I was going to commit to Illinois State. Okay. A week before I was about to do my commitment, they called me and they kind of were, like, pressing me, like, I don't know, can't wait for a week. Like, we got guys who really, like, want to come here. And we, Obviously, you're number one on our list, but we need, like, a commitment right now. I'm like, right now? Like, y'all can't. <laughs> it's like, obviously, y'all number one, but, like, a few days, that's all y'all got to wait. And they're like, nah, like, guys come in that we really want to. Like, we need a decision now. Right. And I wasn't really ready to make that decision at that point in time. So right. asked, and at that point, I, it would start over that square one, really, because they were really ahead of the other schools that I had. So starting at square one, season started, and I started getting more and more interest. That's when I got interest from Butler, Maryland. Mm -hmm. Ohio State, uh, Texas came in late, was gone. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of all worked out in the end, just waiting out and seeing what I had. But, yeah, it was that was a tough decision, for sure. 
Oh yeah, especially getting, especially make your decision late, cause it's it's damn near April, bro, and like everybody, everybody else made a decision already. So it's crazy how that how that played out. So you're done with your, you want to stay, so you're done with that. Um, so you go into a house state. How was that transition like? Was was it hard to adjust? Uh, in the beginning with like schoolwork, summer workouts, uh, practices, like just playing on that level in the Big Ten. Was it hard in the beginning? And how were you able to adjust? How was that transition like? That's the biggest adjustment for anybody is going from that high school schedule to, I mean, really all you got to do is go to practice and go to school. That's what it is. When you right. go to college, you got practice before school, then you got school. Then you got another practice. You got to recover after that. So long days, like you, you at the gym all day, pretty much from two to seven. Like just mm-hmm. getting used to that rhythm. That's the biggest thing, and that was a huge adjustment the first time getting there. When I first got there, just getting used to that rhythm and getting used to the way things would be run. That's that's a huge adjustment for anybody, and it probably took me about damn near to the end of the year, finally, just to get <laughs> based on your time with everything, because it can be get to be a lot. Like, that's a lot, just trying yeah. to schedule when you first get there, how to do schoolwork, practice, get that all in, and get some extra work in. So it's a lot, but once you figure that out, I mean, it's, you're green, you're good. Right, so in between, like, uh, your season, y'all have, like, summer workouts y'all go through. How long is that? Because I know it's crazy how y'all like division one y'all report to you know campus way in the summer and then have that little little span of time where y'all work out and weight lift and all that summer workouts and all that so how long was that like during the summer was it like in june yeah so actually the school year ends in april and you got mm-hmm. a semester where you can take a class and stay on campus if you want so a lot of guys we usually do that I mean, shit, we was in school all year round. So he was on campus all year round. Summer workouts, they started in June, and those were usually 6 a.m. workouts. You had that before you had your classes, and then you coming back at 2 to work out again or getting your individual workouts, and then you're going to have open gym later in the day. So just that constant basketball and schoolwork, and also, like I said, just trying to get that extra work in because obviously that's not enough just doing what you're doing. So getting that extra work in and finding – places for that i mean it's a lot for sure for sure so you know you you and your freshman year right now and you're playing under coach stab motto that was his last year i believe right so how was that like playing under coach stab motto and what did he what did he teach you and mold you within your game how did you how did he make your game better better like during the season yeah i mean playing for coach model was great actually just all the players that he's coached and how long he had been there what he'd done for the program and everything i i learned a lot from him i mean just having confidence in your game that's the biggest thing playing the game with energy and passion just always having that chip on your shoulder i think that's the biggest thing he taught me and also uh i'll never forget it was like one of the first meetings we had and we were just getting our, our gear like the new guys were getting the gear because, of course, you got black shirt, black shorts when you first get on there. They like giving you all the Ohio State gear. So we got this meeting, and he brings in the stuff, like, for us to finally get. And, he's, and he tells us, like, just make sure that you leave this stuff better than you found it. And that's something that really, like, kind of hit home for me. Because at the time, Ohio State, 
basketball wise, it was going down the drain. They we ain't been the tournament in about two, three years. Right. Kind of being from Columbus, trying to get that back, that kind of hit home to me. So, I mean, that's something that I kind of carried my whole time there, and I like to think that I I did just that, left it better than how I found it or got there. Yeah, for sure. So, so you, during your freshman year, y'all had I me. Mean, y'all had like a, a down year. I remember coming to a few games and watching y'all, and uh, y'all y'all missed the NCAA tournament. Uh, that mod is gone. Um, great, great career, but you know it was low key time for him to go and, and move on. Um, but how were y'all able to regroup and come together as a unit to have a bounce back here your sophomore year? Was it the guys who came in and? were able to play right away, make an impact, or was it the leadership like like in Tate and, and Diop and all them? What made a difference? Because that from your freshman to your sophomore year, y'all y'all made a huge difference. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So what was what was a part of that? Uh, I kind of say it was a, a mixture of both. Obviously, with Caleb coming in, Kyle Young coming in, Musa coming in, that was a real good recruiting class right there. That's guys that can come in and make an impact right away. So. Having them, and then also, like you said, our leadership with JT, Kata, Cam Williams, guys who have been there and been through the ups and downs of the program, just them wanting to kind of go out on a high note, I think that's really what carried us. They really didn't like the way that the program was when they were there, and they wanted to go out better. Like I said, leave it better than how they found it. So just the mixture of the two, I think, really helped us, and everybody just wanted to do better. I mean, nobody hates – I mean, nobody likes watching the tournament at home. Like, you want to be a part of Right. Just getting back to that that big stage, that's what everybody wanted. I think that's why we made such a big step. Okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, Coach Hoffman comes in from Butler. Did he recruit you uh, when he was at Butler? So you already had that relationship established, kind of. So when he came in, it wasn't like you knew, y'all respectfully knew who who each other were, right? Yeah. When he came in? Yeah, they recruited me at Butler and... uh, Yes, I really already knew the head coach. I knew most of the assistants. So it was it was mostly a seamless transition. I mean, I kind of knew what they were trying to do and everything. And, I mean, it was cool to have coaches that have already recruited you, kind of know you and be right. around you. And so that was smooth. So how was it playing under Coach Hallman for three years? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, obviously he's done some great things and still doing great things. While right. The great basketball mind, he can make great adjustments, in-game adjustments. He's a guy that wants not only to see you do better on the court, but in life, too. He's not a guy that's strictly basketball. We Sometimes we just have meetings where we just talk about life, just like not basketball is uh, just a sidebar to him sometimes. And that's uh, nice having it in the coach sometimes, that uh, wants to see you also do great in life. And right. uh, really take that and run with it was huge for us. Okay, cool. So, what, so what was the what was, what was the difference between that Mata and and Coach uh, Haltman's style of play? Did you did you seem like y'all played at a faster pace when Coach Haltman came? Because that's the vibe I got. I mean, when I went to a couple games, when uh, I went to that Michigan game, uh, y'all it was it was a red out your senior year. Y'all played y'all was playing X and M. Y'all won. It was a lit game too, by the way. That that crowd was crazy. Crazy. That's the most. Hey, but I, I noticed that like y'all played at like a faster pace. Was that the difference in between uh, between the style of coaching between that Mata and, and Coach Hallman? What was the difference with their coaching styles? You would say. Um, probably the biggest difference 
was probably their defensive schemes. They got two kind of different defensive schemes. Mm-hmm. At first, coming in, Coach Holman, they, I mean, they're the same. Like, the way they act is kind of the same, but defensively, the scheme's different. But that's really the only other thing. Coach Mott is kind of more of a jokester, kind of more of a, a mind game guy. That's probably another difference. But for the most part, they're kind of the exact same. I mean, they're both guys that's not going to yell at you, yell your head off. And right. Aim, stuff like that. They're guys who's going to talk to you, get their point across, and let's move forward, let's get to it type of guys. But probably the only biggest difference to me was probably the defensive schemes for sure. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, that, that's what's up because I wanted I wanted to actually know that because they're both good great coaches. Um, yeah. So describe a time where you hit adversity while you was at Ohio State, and and what did you do to to get to get through it? Was it your freshman year uh, struggling as a team, or was it just in, any individual performance that you was really down on and you had to you know regain some confidence within your game? So what 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 adversity did you hit? And how did you get through that, bro? Yeah, so probably my time at Ohio State, the biggest adversity I went through was going into my sophomore year, I went to, I have yearly heart checkups because I got an enlarged heart. So I went into my sophomore year and I go into my yearly checkup for uh, my heart and everything. And they tell me that my heart might be like a little bit enlarged. So they want me to kind of taper it down for a little bit. At first it was like two, three weeks and they were going to bring me back in. So I'm off for two, three weeks. I go back in and they say nothing really changed and they want me to be out for pretty much the whole summer. Like I can't do anything to raise my heart rate. I can't run, jog, really don't want me to walk for too long of a time just to keep my heart uh, rate down. And I mean, for somebody who, I mean, you know, we play basketball year round when you win it. It's all day. Every- yeah, facts, bro. But from that to not be able to do anything at all, that was, that was a huge adversity. And something that uh, it definitely hurt. But, I mean, having my family, I mean, my family are huge supporters. And they helped me through everything, really. Just having them by my side and knowing that they're with me, regardless if I ever hooped again. Like, they'd be with me and love me the same. That was something that was big for me, just knowing that I had them and uh, just somebody who supported me along the way. Right, right, right. So, you're in your senior, in your senior year. Like I said, that Michigan game I went to, I felt like two weeks after that, they... COVID hit, and then they canceled everything. So I was at the Hall of Fame, bro, and we was actually in Sweet 16, and I just saw the Big Ten tournament get canceled, all that. So I'm like, they're going to cancel our game. So they canceled our stuff. And so what? So y'all was in the Big Ten tournament, right? So what was that process like when y'all found out y'all got canceled? Did y'all, y'all didn't even play a, a game in the Big Ten tournament that year? Scheduled to play that day, the day that it got canceled. So the day before we get to the hotel, and I mean, it's a big talk. Like, it's, is everything going to keep going? Are they going to shut everything down? And right. So then, like, the day before, I guess, like, Fred Hoiberg, he gets COVID. He's, like, the head coach of Nebraska. They're supposed to play. So, uh, damn. Yeah. This, this really ain't looking good. Somebody, <laughs> Big Tank got it. It ain't look- So next day coming. <laughs> That anything yet, or no? I think they got rid of the fans. So I'm like, all right, we probably gonna play still. We just ain't gonna have no fans. Like it's gonna be weird, but shit, at least we playing. Like we gonna play. Right. We go through walkthrough and everything. We go through walkthrough, go back up to the hotel. I take a nap, try and get ready for the game. I take a nap. Yeah. 
to hella calls, hella texts. Like, y'all not playing. Y'all season might be done. So, I mean, I was hurt after that. We go back. We go down to eat lunch. Because we're supposed to eat lunch before the game. We go down. And everybody's like, damn, like, what's going to happen? But at that time, the NCAA tournament was still on, though. Like, they said we still going to be in the tournament and everything. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we get on the bus to go back to Columbus because we were in Indianapolis. We get on the bus to go back to Columbus, fall asleep again, wake up and hear the tournament's over. So I'm just devastated. Like, it's over. Season's over and everything. And, I mean, it, the way it happened, everything just happened so fast. I mean, obviously, you know, but... Uh, it is what it is. But it is. Yeah, it is what it is. You just move forward. I mean, life ain't fair. So just got on the chin and keep moving. Nah, I knew I knew you were sick, bro. Because at that time y'all was clicking, y'all was starting to like push, you know, some string of games together. Even though y'all had like a little mid-season, little slump, y'all beat Maryland at home. Then y'all end up beat Michigan at home. Then y'all beat Illinois at home. So y'all was pulling together some wins, and y'all had so much great momentum going into the Big Ten tournament. And I thought y'all could have y'all could have really did some damage in the NCAA tournament because y'all was clicking at the right time. Cause that's that's all that matters. So I knew everybody was kind of hurt. Yeah, no, that was that was big. Cause like you said, we were clicking at the right time. We had got some big wins under our belt going into the tournament. I mean, the way we was feeling, I mean, we could beat anybody in a neutral site. So we was yeah, confidence and for it to end that way it sucks. But you know, everything happens for a reason. Oh. Right, right, right. So who who would you say who, who's the toughest player that you ever had to go up against when you was at Ohio State? Who was the toughest player to guard? For it could be anyone you guard your freshman year and they was, you know, older, or it could be your senior year and they was younger. Who was the toughest? And I'd probably say the toughest I had to guard was probably Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens, yeah, he can have some real versatile, can shoot it, do some stuff in the mid-range, some stuff in the post. Is real, real fluid. Like he could just get to it. So I probably say Lamar Stevens probably definitely the toughest cover out of Ohio State I have. Okay. So what about uh, toughest team? Who's the toughest team ever going up against? It, like I said, it could be freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Don't even got to be in the Big Ten. I was about to say we play some teams. That's what I'm saying. Y'all not conference schedule was kind of thick, boy. Hell, because y'all got that Christmas tournament what in uh, Chicago. Yep. Y'all played. Y'all played. Uh, we all played UCLA. We did. And a couple at Kentucky. They played Kentucky too. At Lonzo Ball, all them. We played. Oh, y'all played Lonzo? Yeah, we played Lonzo Ball when they, we played them in Vegas. We got. Oh, sick. that's lit. Everybody had a triple double. Was going crazy. But uh, uh, I probably say the best team. Probably was Maryland my sophomore or my freshman year. They had a lot. They had Mello Trimble. They had, yeah. They had uh, Justin Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. They were nice. They had a lot of pieces that year. They ended up, uh, I think, going to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. But it was real tough that year. That's probably the best team I faced for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, nice. Good pick. Okay. So when you were younger... Who who motivated and inspired you to to be great and and do you know the little things? It could be a former athlete, a current athlete. Like who who did you look up to? Who did you look up to when you was younger, bro? And 
and uh, say, I want to be like him or I want to, you know, be as good as him one day. He motivates me to do better and better and better. Yeah, probably when I was growing up, probably the biggest two were Kobe and KD. I just loved their game and fell in love with it just instantly. As soon as I watched, I've always been a Kobe fan. So as soon as I watched basketball, I was a Kobe fan. And then obviously when KD came to the league and started doing what he was doing, I fell in love with his game and the hard work, beast talent, all that. Like, I fell in love with that. That's kind of what I lived by for a little bit. So, I mean, just them two, those are my biggest influences basketball-wise. Okay, I'm glad you ain't say LeBron because everybody else been saying LeBron on here, man. LeBron? I said, it got to be somebody else. LeBron <laughs> crazy, but no, KD and Kobe for sure. Okay, okay. So where where do you, as a, as a, as a person, where do you see yourself at in five years? As a person, five years, hope, I'm trying to be in the league. I'm trying to get into the NBA, be in the league five years, and trying to own my own business. Hopefully, either taking over my dad's business in the construction side or uh, coming up with something myself. But I definitely want to have be playing professionally, NBA, or wherever it may be, and own my own business somewhere. So I'm trying to get... Okay, all right. Last que- well, last question before I let you go. So when when do you leave for Finland, and what are you doing right now to uh, make sure you're ready for Finland and ready to, you know, have a great year, your, your first year over there? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been lifting and working out every day, really, just trying to get after it. Uh, I leave on the 31st, so that's in a few days, and, I mean, I really can't wait. I ain't played perf- uh, organized basketball in a little minute, so... <laughs> up there with a real team and a real coach and a real league like it's gonna be fun so it's something that i'm really looking forward to and hopefully it turns out for the best all right all right well thanks bro for hopping on i appreciate you uh because i know you're busy man i know you got stuff going on and but I, i'll definitely stay in touch with you bro and and best of luck and feeling bro for sure i i keep my my tab and eyes on you bro i just hope you have a great first year over here yeah, appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, I, like I said, I'm I'm a fan of the podcast. What you're doing is great for sure. Keep keep going. Appreciate you, brother. I I hit you up soon. All right. Yeah. All right.